thank you for joining us on PM Express tonight. Tonight we are catching a flight to Washington, D.C. Because it appears our economic future hangs on the spring meetings, the IMF World Bank spring meetings. It is a final push for debt relief. And we've been told that today the finance minister and a team of Ghanaian experts will join him in a meeting with the Paris Club. And that club, we did a special show on that club just more than the 20 countries sitting in that club. And then China, in addition, although they are not members of the Paris Club, we understand that they may be sitting in this meeting trying to break this deadlock. The Europeans, the Paris Club, have actually said that until China gives its own commitment in principle to either restructure or forgive our debt, they won't do so. The Chinese... If you need mulch, we've got you covered at the Home Depot, where you can get three bags of Vigoro Premium Wood Mulch for only $10. Protecting your plants? Mulch. Accenting your landscaping? Mulch. Stabilizing moisture levels and guarding your garden? Mulch. Mulch. Protect your yard and bring on spring with black, red, and brown Vigoro Premium Wood Mulch at a new lower price of three bags for $10. Right now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Valid March 5th through May 17th in-store only. Color selection varies by store. Limit 60 bags per customer while supplies last. been as vocal about their stance on this matter, but we know from other experiences elsewhere on the continent that they, uh, they play hardball uh, when it comes to the matters of debt. Everybody's blaming the Chinese for the delay in the restructuring, but the Chinese themselves have their own, their own concerns around how the West, the Paris Club in particular, is handling this. And Ghana has been caught up in the middle of this. But that is why today we have to focus on this um, spring meeting issue the, and making it count. How do we make it count? Remember, everybody else is in one place. And many people will say we will not get a better opportunity to get a deal if we miss this window because you don't have to be flying to China and flying to uh, the Paris Club members to get them to come together because a partial creditor committee, we understand, has now been formed. And so that is the background to the conversation we are about to have. And so really, let's get into what we expect from the Paris Club as, as we stand tonight. They've come together, all these countries, the IMF and the World Bank, come together to look at debt restructuring, the exchange rate concerns, the inflation, economic growth, and climate change, all are key issues on the table for discussion. And issues are, these issues are global issues that everybody else is talking about. Um, a lot of countries are asking for debt restructuring. Um, exchange rate issues are, are big issues, even in the West. Inflation is a big issue also. Economic growth, there's also talk about recession. Even in the U.S., two consecutive quarters of negative growth in the U.S. and elsewhere. So, yeah, the times aren't great at all. And you see a tiny little African country caught up in the middle is a big deal. So, really, what are the spring meetings? What is it really? It brings together all these key stakeholders to have a conversation about the global economy. Right? You have the central bankers, you have the Minister of Finance, Development, and other you know, partners who all come together in one place to talk about some of the key issues I've talked about focusing on some of the key global issues of concern. They will look at the global uh, economic outlook, poverty reduction, economic development, a host of other issues that they'll be talking about there. And you have today, for example, there have been several press conferences today. We covered, I, I focused on one of them, where you had the G24 emerging economies also talking. We have one where the, uh, the World Bank boss, 
was also in it. So you have all these seminars, all these press conferences, all these uh, you know briefings happening uh, around these spring meeting. And so that's 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 what this is all about. That's why it's important because everybody else who matters in the scheme of things as far as the global economy is concerned is in one place or are expected to be there. And so if you're a country in need like Ghana, that's the place you want to be uh, to have a conversation. That's why it's important. Now let's focus on Ghana's debt for for a second, right? We've been trying since last year, July, to try and get an IMF deal. We got the IMF executive, we got an IMF staff level agreement, right? But what else do we need to do to cross the line and receive the actual money that we require? Three billion. When will this begin to hit our accounts? And that's the most important thing. Plus the political credibility that you get and, and all the other issues that come with the positivity with your currency, etc. Right? So the key things. Letter of intent is the first thing. We check that box, right? IMF staff assessment, we check that box. The IMF also staff uh, level approval is what we checked, I think it was in December, right? Then we move to the key, most thorny issues of your debt. What are you doing? Because the IMF will not lend you money if your debt is unsustainable. So we restructured our domestic debt, which is what we have here. We checked that box as well. And then external debt restructuring. And that's one of the things that is currently ongoing. And when I show you the next slide, I'll begin to ask a question. There's a lot of focus on the bilateral debt. But if you look at the, the in terms of the, the spread and the balance, our, you know, the debt that we owe the Eurobond, you know, private guys, this is quite huge, quite significant. Uh, it completely overshadows what we are talking about with China and the, and the Paris Club. So why is there so much focus on the bilateral, multilateral debt instead of, of the Eurobond? We'll talk about it. I get my guests to chip in. But we tick that box as well. This box... It's still, it's still ongoing, right? But I want to show you, um, you know, the, the key things about, about that particular uh, graph uh, that I was showing you earlier about the, uh, the, the many boxes that we need to tick uh, to, to get onto, onto that. And, and we were talking about the executive board approval, which really must follow once we deal with all these debt issues. That is the big one, right? Once that is done, then we go to the critical point of disbursement. Of disbursement. So even when you get the executive board approval, it is not the end game. The end game, disbursement of the first tranche, right? That must come. Even that is tied to setting milestones that you need to meet. And then reviews and subsequent disbursement. Now, let me point out something to you that is important. And why we should, even if we get the executive board approval, we should be careful in celebrating. Because Zambia is a classic example. Zambia got executive board approval of the IMF in August of last year, shortly after, the, uh, after China agreed to play ball, gave its commitment in principle that they will restructure the debt and, and possibly give debt relief. Immediately after that, they gave the IMF executive board to approve, which is currently what we are chasing with all these meetings happening right now. But guess what? Since then, they haven't received the first tranche yet. They haven't. $188 million is the first tranche that Zambia was expecting. They haven't received it yet because if you get the agreement in principle, the commitment in principle from the multilateral, bilateral creditors like China and others, that is just uh, assurances, right? That's an assurance. But then you need to move to actuals. They assured you, we'll give you the executive board approval, 
But to actually get your first tranche, these creditors must move beyond mere words of assurances and commitments to actually restructure the debt that you owe them. And Zambia has found that it's proving more difficult to get that deal done with the bilateral creditors. And, the, you know, the Paris Club is blaming China for this. And so they still have not yet received $188 million, which the IMF says is ready. It's ready. The minute you get China and the rest of the uh, Paris Club to get a deal for you in a restructure, we'll release that money. And that is the Ghana challenge that we may face also. And I'll get my guests to join in because we're already focusing on executive order approval. But as Zambia is proving that you may get that and you still struggle to get the actual tranche. But Zambia benefited even without the uh, tranche because immediately they got the deal, executive board approval. Within hours, the Kwacha was the best performing currency in the world. And you're expecting those dividends to also come our way once you get that. So there are also you know, soft benefits that you get, which is also very significant. But that's a key thing that I want you to pay attention to. And then this is the spread, as we've always talked about on the show. And this is, for me, is a key thing here that I'm looking at. I'm going to ask my guests when they join me on this. So there's a lot of focus on $1.7 billion and the Paris Club of $1.9 billion, right? That is small in comparison to Eurobonds. That's a Eurobond, as you remember. Again, here we broke that story. Government has proposed a 30% haircut, both on principle and on coupons, for those Eurobond debt holders. Will they accept that? We haven't even talked about that. Yet. We are already focusing on this particular area here with China, right? What about this particular here? And let's see the graph here that, that shows the, the story of, the, of how this is going. So we are Ghana. We're beginning our climb. And if you look at the climb, if you look at this big circle here, that is the big one. We are not even there yet. That is the 13 billion ball. Huge wrecking ball. 13 billion. This small wrecking ball is red, but it's danger. It's China. If China says, yes, we'll go, you will possibly get the Paris Club also moving along. We'll clear this, we'll clear this. We'll possibly get others also joining in. You will get here also joining in. So, and that is why this is important. This um, one red here is important. If China says, yes, let's go, this will go, this will go, and this will go. That's the expectation. Right? All of them will clear and tow the line and, and help this little vehicle called Ghana. However, what about Eurobond? I don't know. I'll ask my guests to join us. And then you have the IMF then saying, okay, if all this clears up and you're able to climb up, you get here, you get your $3 billion. That's a key thing that we are all hoping to see. And there have been many assurances as far as Ghana is concerned, many, even before the Paris Club meeting started, sorry, the spring meeting started, I am a world bank, everybody saying, listen, let's help Ghana out. So, how do we make the spring meetings count? When I return, uh, we were joined by Professor Godfrey Bokwin, who joined me, Vaz Zun. Also, we joined by uh, Dr. Thue Champon, who is an economist as well. And then we'll be live in Washington with George Yafi, who is standing by with another guest of ours, um, an international uh, expert and analyst in these areas of debt. Uh, from the spring meetings. And we'll get an update on the meeting that uh, the finance minister has been holding with the Pari Club, uh, forming a partial creditor committee before we get into the substance of the conversations. Please stay with me.
My name is C. I'm a person living with HIV. I got to know of my HIV status when I became pregnant. Since then, I have successfully been delivered of an HIV negative baby. Thanks to PMTCT services. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine core ARVs every day to date. This makes me strong, healthy, and prevents me from passing HIV onto my baby. Please avail yourself for PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure that you do not transmit HIV onto your baby during pregnancy, birth, and breastfeeding. Even if you have tested for HIV recently and was negative, test again when pregnant. If you test positive, take the baby back to the hospital immediately after birth, as directed by your healthcare provider. The baby will also be given medicine immediately after birth and tested to ensure that both mother and baby are well. Let's work together to have a generation free of HIV. Our children must be free to shine. Who is the good? Ghana Jollof or Nigerian Jollof? Ghana Jollof has no co-equal. The smell alone. Mm. Oh my God! Oh, shit. You took a lie, eh? Now they say you when they use Google Lens, and then they go put them for top. Hey! You are lying. Put some respect on the goat. On the goat. The only goat I know lives in Tema. Every year, we will give to you back. back, 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 back. We are talking about P.E.T. I want to hear the address. Let's be the goat, huh? My guy, even be the goat. Our choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof. Alumu Bittis always brings us together. Alumu, experience greatness in every moment. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18. No recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved. Score HD, the new exciting football channel, is now available only on HD Plus and brings you football from around the world. Watch Sadio Mane and Daniel Kufitra in the top weekly match of the Bundesliga 1 and DFB Cup, Premier Liga, Copa de la Liga Profesional, see Ronaldo in the Saudi Pro League, as well as daily sports news every other hour. Also, get updated on Messi and Mbappe on PSG TV and many more. Feely Feely on HD Plus Channel 151. Agona HD Plus, the Feely Feely Experience. Crazy Pa! Don't stop me now, Risky. 
Wash All of a sudden, your voice are different. And when you try a call. Bama, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one? Black Rock Whiskey. Honey whiskey. Shale, honey near their fro. Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now she tastes me smooth. And it goes down easy. Excuse me. Bama. Bama. Bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey. Blended with natural honey flavor. Hey, what's up? Bama. Hey, what the over sick and tons at that? You're up in Tomorrow, no. Black Rock Whiskey. Can be a feeling smooth, National. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Every day, people have money emergencies. Ma, I need my school fees emergency. Ma, I chop money emergency. Emergency, emergency. Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, challenge and enjoyment. At the top life we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and chop life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible. Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. straight to Washington, D.C. now, where Georgia Fe is joining us right now. Um, he's been there for us covering the uh, spring meetings with the IMF and the World Bank, and he joins us right now with the very latest. Also joining me tonight is uh, Professor Goffrey Bokwig, is a professor of finance and economies as well, and I'm also delighted that uh, Dr. Tua Champon uh, can also join us. He's a petroleum economist and a political risk analyst as well, and uh, has been following very closely what is happening in Washington. Uh, George, quickly, um, do we have any information from the meeting that we're expecting that the finance minister will be, having, uh, will be having with the Paris Club? Well, we understand that it did, it did progress uh, quite steadily, but we are still yet to uh, get the, the fine details in terms of the workable outcomes and, and, and the way for it. I mean, going into this meeting, and even when it was still going on, we got the understanding that it was uh, progressing quite smoothly. What you and I, and I know a lot of people will be looking forward to, would be the Paris Club uh, statement. 
with respect to um, going forward, even though this partial uh, creditors committee has been formed, what will be your take on China and whether China is going to come on board or whether China will still want to stand alone and be dealt with in terms of it being more of a bilateral uh, China-Ghana relationship in terms of the debt treatment. Even as we got a sense when the G24 uh, members held a press conference chaired by the, the finance minister of Agriculture. He didn't use any country's name, but it was clear what he was talking about when the question was asked about this whole debt framework. And his concern was that everybody's looking forward to every country being part of a framework that would help deal with this debt program. But it appears that they are not quite satisfied when it comes to one country wanting to be uh, dealt alone with when it comes to how they treat uh, countries in Africa's debt. So it, 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 we've seen some signals that China is still the biggest elephant in the room in terms of dealing with our debt situation. It will be interesting what will be captured that text and what will be communicated also and offer for us with respect to this uh, Paris Club meeting. And, and uh, Dr. Choi Champon, I mean, going into today's meeting, uh, I was reading on international wires, if I'm not mistaken, it might have, must have been Bloomberg or Reuters. Uh, now, the FT, rather, the FT, the Financial Times, was reporting that they, they were expecting China to be part of this meeting uh, with the Paris Club, with a finance minister uh, in it as well. Um, what's your reading of the situation, really? I mean, how much, how much faith... How much hope should we place in, in today's meeting that we understand may still be happening? Um, I think the meeting is important, and, and you're very right in the sense that the international newswires were reporting that it was going to be two of the key players in the equation, the Pirate Club, and, and the Pirate Club, for the purposes of uh, educating our listeners, is just 22 of the most uh, developed economies in the world, uh, excluding um, China. So it was them on one side, and then China on the other side. But again, China is an ad hoc member of that club. So sometimes it um, attends um, a number of the meetings. But we were certainly made to believe that the meeting would have these two players at the table to discuss the the debt relief package and then sort of come out with a joint um, assurance that then Ghana could take to the IMF um, board to get the approval. Because as far as Ghana is concerned, um, it has done its bit of the equation in terms of the domestic restructuring, the key revenue bills that were passed, and the only thing that is left in the equation now is just the external debt. Um, restructuring bit, but even that, the key thing is getting these assurances. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have to restructure the external debt portfolio um, entirely, but getting some commitments that that would happen at some point down the process. Um, it's also important quickly to note that the position of China has changed a little bit in the last couple of weeks. If you read a number of the statements that have come through from them when the uh, finance um, minister visited a couple of weeks ago that they were ready and willing to help. The challenge really comes down to, to two things. 
Um, the loans that China provides to Ghana, which is quote-unquote kind of bilateral, and then the other loans that other Chinese state entities, your China exam, your CDBC, you name it, provides which, you know, strictly speaking, some of them are commercial. And then the issue really is, you know, do you bundle all of those things into one category as part of the restructuring effort? And that's where a bit of the complexity is. But I think clearly we've seen quite a bit of a shift in tone. And I, I am optimistic that um, in, in the coming weeks uh, we will get, you know, uh, the, the deal going through. But certainly some statement I'm sure will be issued um, at, at the end of the day today or, or tomorrow. Okay, so that's very optimistic. And, and Prof, you, you share that optimism? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I share largely with uh, Dr. Tio's point, um, but I think that um, we, if you look at when the finance Ghana team visited China, they were overly optimistic um, in terms of the statement that they issued afterwards. So that that created a signal that China was 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 willing to come on board. But I think we need to understand how China works how they, they approach issues about debt forgiveness and the rest of them. And the fact that China was very clear that for, for these countries to be liberated and, and, create, and granted that fiscal space, it needed everybody to come to the table, including multilateral institutions. Because mm -hmm. the IMF and the World Bank had indicated that their debt were not up for restructuring, mm -hmm. essentially. Okay? And as Dr. Chiu said, part of the China debt that we are classifying as bilateral, also from their institutions. And therefore, uh, the, the idea of bundling them together and how they should be viewed in all of this is quite different. Then the other thing we also needed to read meaning into is how the, the evasion of Russia and how the West had packaged this whole story. You will see that it has not gone down well with China, it hasn't gone down well with Russia. And, 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 and then other, other, other countries, even within the BRICS. And therefore, the willingness of China to participate fully in, in this uh, framework is quite is known to be a bit problematic. In the case of Zambia, China was a co-chair of that creditor committee. Yeah. You, you see how the West in, uh, uh, came out openly to blame China for the slow pace of, 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 of negotiation with respect to the to Zambia. That in itself does not augur well for, for cooperation in the, in the going forward under that particular framework. Remember that in the, and then again, if you look at how the Paris Club creditors are, are, are pushing this through, they, 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 they tend to favor debt relief. Right? They tend to favor debt relief. Philosophically, that doesn't sit well with China and even with Japan. And Evans, if you remember, during HIPIC in 2001, Japan was very clear that Ghana signing up for HIPIC will have implication for, 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 for loans to Ghana. And, 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 and we saw the impact also over an extended period of time. Okay, so all of those things will be playing out. Clearly, what Ghana needs from, from the external bilateral is, 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 is funding assurance. It can take the form of debt relief or fresh funding. Right. So if it's in the form of debt relief, then the Paris Club creditors, uh, Dr. Tio Champo mentioned all of them. All of them put together, look at the, how much they've given to Ghana. 
and, and how much they want they have to sacrifice among the 22 or so member countries then look at how much china alone as a stand alone on price yeah. club creditor they are lending to ghana we are, we are looking at something around 1.7 billion perhaps this may be the reason why china doesn't want to be bullied through that framework in there and would want to have some kind of leverage in engaging so china's indication that they, they are willing to to come on board may not take the form of expressly debt relief probably debt reprofiling uh, of the maturity or the terms or whatever we should be open to that but i think that if you look at all of this and how much we owe china it should not be the reason we will not get the program because I mean, with considerable expenditure reduction and all of that, we should be able to accommodate that. And I think that the West equally must appreciate the fact that the, the, the global geopolitics and all of that is, 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 is causing vulnerable countries to lose them more, okay, as they play all these politics at the, at the top level. But, 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 Prof, but Prof, if we consider the if we consider the Paris Club's concern, isn't that some, there's some legitimacy there, you know? They, they, their concern is... If they give the relief, whichever form it takes, the concern is Ghana might then take that relief or use the space created to service China's China's debt, right? And they don't want that to happen. That is not yes, yes. But but how much people China should? It's not it's not like what will break the the back of the IMF or Ghana. So let's look at things in proportionality, right? Let's, let, so that we don't make it on the minor. If you look at the, the external debt composition and you look at external commercial, that is over 13 billion. Yeah. Okay. And then if you look at how much we owe China and all of that, so you see that in all of this, in as much as I would, I would be, I would appreciate China coming on board fully. It, it, there's a certain sense that we might be majoring on the minor, right? And the fact that the, the Russia invasion of Ukraine and how it has been hyped. In, in, in causing energy prices, unsettling in terms of price development and all of that. In itself, and how Ghana has played its role in all of this global geopolitics. Remember, Evans, we are not only talking about global geopolitics today. My, my, my boss is here, Dr. Chiro Champon. We are also talking about ge uh, geoeconomic fragmentation, right? Along different blocks today. So there's a whole lot going on, and you see that there's a certain scrabble and rush to get the allegiance of African countries either to the side of the West, right, in the new global geopolitics and economic fragmentation. And then you also see how China also is, is holding on to how much they have lent to the continent. Because remember, whoever lends money to you, mm. you are a slave to that person, right? Mm. Because since 1844, you see the role that mm. debt and trade diplomacy has played in the colonization of Africa and the recolonization of Africa, right? So all these things are coming to play. So when you are looking at the program and all of that, for instance, uh, the IMF just approved over $15 billion for Ukraine. How much is Ghana asking for? It's not just 13, $3 billion. And, and will it be too much for the West to come to our aid and all of that? So these are the dynamics. But Evans, what I'll say is also is that it is about time Ghana recognizes that it can no longer be that you go and spend anyhow and some countries will just show up and say we have forgiven we write off yeah. then you continue Th those those times are gone price, let, let me bring prof in on that price question. we have to pay yeah i mean uh, dr Champ, champagne i'll come to you back to you george and just to give me a sense of 
this China problem? Um, how much of it is this featuring at this conversation? But, but Doc, even if we get China to play ball and, 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 and agree to commit in principle and give assurances together with everybody else, that is not home and dry yet for us, is it not? Because as Zambia is proving, even when you cross that hurdle and you get executive board approval, it, it, it isn't the end game yet. So we are pretty far off from actually getting, let's say, the first tranche. But, of course, the soft dividends that may come with an IMF executive board approval may be there, but the actual money that we need may not come just yet, even after the executive board approval. Isn't that even more complex post-spring meeting deal? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're right. Uh, that in, in Zambia's case, they got the deal uh, almost approved. I was in August of last year until date. We still haven't had the, the receipts coming through. Um, in fact, just a couple of days ago, the IMF released a statement on, on Zambia. I'm still calling for all of the creditors to, quote unquote, come together and offer the concessions that are needed to unlock the, the needed financing. But um, Provopi makes a very important point that um, all of these things are taking place in the context of some geopolitics that are at play and um, in the context of the increased fragmentation of the world where, you know, the whole idea of multilateralism is being shifted and more or less different countries pitching different camps. We've seen um, Janet Yellen from the U.S. Um, early this year visit Zambia. We've seen Kamala Harris visit Ghana. And, you know, everybody's trying to court or co-opt um, influence. But the, the point really is that even if China agrees to and the Paris crowd agrees to something, and in China's case, I think we've got to be very clear, Prof talked about it, they are unlikely to offer you debt, um, you know, relief or debt relief. You're going to get a reprofiling of your debt. We're happy to let you defer your interest payment or something, but we're not going to give you a haircut or anything of that nature. That, that's like the philosophical stance, right, around that. So let's say even they agreed on that, and the Paris Club also agreed on that. I think there are two ways to look at it from, uh, in terms of this. The fact that that header would have been crossed and Ghana can now go to the IMF executive board with this proposal and the board agrees to it, that sends a lot of positive signal to the market in terms of sentiments and in terms of things right to do going forward. It may not automatically translate into release of funds until perhaps other conditions are met, right? But I think the, the key thing really in the short term is really that communication of that policy signal, which would be positive that finally somebody is going to be taking Ghana's hands and making sure that the very things that they should have been doing in terms of, you know, revenue, expenditure, state-owned enterprises, and all of the reforms that you can put under the Structural transformation or structural reform bucket being being done. I think that really is sort of the the core short-term signal that that would send to a lot of market players. Mm. I mean, George. So 
I don't know if you've had any conversation at all with our representatives there. The finance minister um, is there. Okay, we'll, we'll bring George back because I understand we lost him. We'll get George back to, to give us that, that uh, picture because I'm really curious to know, among the Ghanaian delegation that is there, what, what's, what's your own feeling around what they can realistically come out of. If you need mulch, we've got you covered at the Home Depot, where you can get three bags of Vigoro Premium Wood Mulch for only $10. Protecting your plants? Mulch. Accenting your landscaping? Mulch. Stabilizing moisture levels and guarding your garden? Mulch. Mulch. Protect your yard and bring on spring with black, red, and brown Vigoro Premium Wood Mulch at a new lower price of three bags for $10. Right now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Valid March 5th through May 17th in-store only. Color selection bears by store. Limit 60 bags per customer while supplies last. The spring meetings with, even as they go into these meetings. But, but, but there's another elephant in the room that because of the bilateral, multilateral China conversation we're having, we seem to have forgotten. Uh, and, and Prof, I want to bring you in here. Which is the euro bond question? 13 yeah. billion, that is. Far bigger than China and the multilateral debt combined. We had initially, I'm talking about Ghana, had initially proposed um, sometime last year a 30% haircut for them, in addition, a haircut on both principal and then on, on coupons. Where are we with that? And how important, can we really cross this debt restructuring barrier if we do, do not tackle that? Because we, there's a lot of focus on China and bilateral. But I'm just curious why that seemed to have fallen below the radar in terms of the focus. All right. Thank you very much, Evans. So that is, that is quite clear. And I'm sure Dr. Tio Achampo plays, that, that, that's his own match, right? So, you know, in restructuring your external commercial, euro bonds, it's not going to be as straightforward as we saw in the case of the domestic debt exchange, right? And therefore, if you were waiting to finish the restructuring of your external commercial, then probably we are not looking at maybe in a month or two or so to have an IMF program. So some of this could be ongoing. Remember that in the case of the external commercial, they will demand all sorts of documents, right? Some could even challenge the debt sustainability analysis and all of that. You have to prove to them that you really deserve uh, uh, debt forgiveness. But already, we're already uh, uh, um, eliciting some dividend from that perspective because we've taken advantage of the G20 framework and suspended coupon payments, right? Okay, which in itself has helped to, 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 to preserve our international reserves. Assuming Ghana had to make those coupon payments, by now, you would have seen where the CD would be. Okay, so that suspension in itself is good. At the end of the day, we could have the, the program approved if we get that assurance from our external bilateral and then multilateral whilst this uh, 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 continues. And why is that so? So that at the end of the day, when we are finished, one of two things could happen. We either end up with MPV neutral, in which case there will be no haircuts, right? The coupon that has been suspended will be paid at the end of the day, or MPV negative, in which means that the difference between the uh, MPV negative and then the original position would have been how much Ghana government will walk away with in terms of the haircut. So we know that, yes, that may not be achieved or completed as quickly as possible. And, and meanwhile, we needed a program like yesterday. And therefore, and, and the IMF has made it very clear that what is outstanding now, and even more critical, 
for them is the is the ex, uh, uh, assurance for our bilateral and multilateral and events. Why is that so? If assuming Ghana had market access was applying for this program, there wouldn't have been the need because that funding gap could have been closed by assessing the euro bond market. Unlike the 16th IMF program, when we were still classified as high-risk debt distressed country, Ghana had market access. But if you look at the way this is playing out, in the next two, three years, there isn't any clear indication that Ghana will be able to borrow from the, from the international capital market. Then also, even in the domestic market, okay, we have been priced out. So what that means is that if you pick the 2023 budget alone, without adjusting for the fiscal savings from the domestic debt exchange, the funding gap in the 2023 budget alone is over $5 billion. You are looking at something more than that in 2024 uh, and then 2025. What that means is that if you approve an IMF program with this funding gap, the program won't work. Remember that the, what we are getting from the IMF may not be totally budgetary support, but balance of payment support that will go to Bank of Ghana uh, directly. So there's a funding gap that the IMF is asking Ghana's bilateral and multilateral to help what close, either in the form of debt relief or, fund, uh, or, or fresh funding. That is where the problem is. And that is why I, I bet to differ that Ghana hasn't done all of its part well. You know, we are talking about funding gap of over $5 billion this year alone. So if you are not willing to cut wasteful expenditure and also help yourself in closing the funding gap, it's going to be harder. And that is why you have to beg harder for others to close that funding gap. Even the other thing we need to bear in mind is that there are serious threats to the revenue projections in the 2023 budget because of what the domestic debt exchange has done. Okay? Okay, if you look at the impairment losses on the, on the books of the banks alone, it's more than enough to wipe out the combined profit of the banking industry last year. So that will have implications for the, our revenue target. Now, we've, we've seen considerable delay with the passage of the other revenue bills. We are talking about Q2 now, right, and all of that. So that will also have implications in terms of our revenue target. Then you're also looking at the general frictions, the multiplicity of taxes, right and all of that and how this is going to pass through the system already the imf is forecasting a, a much lower growth for 2023 than what the government projected in the 2023 budget it's also uh, and you see the government is projecting 2.8 percent in the 2023 budget imf is projecting less than two percent the world bank is projecting just about two percent or so now we are also seeing that inflation is going to remain elevated because it's going to be a bit challenging bringing down inflation drastically to 18.9 percent as we see in the 2023 budget because february inflation was actually 52.8 percent of course dragging down inflation from 52.8 percent over a seven month or so is going to be very painful and, 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 and the system will fail it. And that is how, how come growth is going to decelerate and the trade-off will be growth, employment, income, consumption would also come to play. Thank you. Okay, so th th there's a big question, though, that all this leads to, which is, and, and Dr. Uh, Theo Champon, I'll, I'll come to you with that because we need to then begin to ask the question. If this due delays, just like we've seen uh, with the Zambia, and we need balance of payment support, can this economy survive till whichever time that we get 
Um, well, I mean, the executive board approval is good, but they say the first tranche to show up our, a, a, our foreign, our you know, foreign reserves and the balance of payment support. Considering where our import cover is currently, can we survive till, till whatever time this, this is done? Uh, but George is with me now, uh, and George, I'm curious, when you speak to the finance minister and the rest of the Ghana delegation there, what sense do you get about their level of confidence when it comes to what they believe they can realistically get from the spring meetings? I mean, Dr. Thierry Champon earlier on made some uh, contribution. And, and, and again, Ivan, when you, when you speak to them, you get the understanding that they have done whatever they are supposed to do on their part in terms of the preconditions. And therefore, they feel that that should demonstrate their commitment to any proposed program that they have put forward for the fund to approve. So they believe that they have done what they are supposed to do and therefore hoping that they will be able to get these external creditors to come on board to more demonstrate an approval in principle or in principle they are committed to Ghana's financing program. They should get the board to approve the program for them. So you get the sense that they have taken that bitter pill by expressing some commitment to certain programs to help restructure the economy. They've done what is supposed to be done and therefore, they think that the IMF and the other partners should also do their part mm. if they are indeed committed to helping Ghana come out of this current challenge. I see. Uh, to, to, the, to that question that I was asking earlier, um, which is, from everything yeah. I've heard, the road to one executive board approval, I think is possibly the easiest path. The executive board approval might come at the end of the spring meetings, possibly even May. I mean, some have suggested. But then... I see the Zambia example, everything else that I've heard Dr. Professor you know, Bokwing explain, that the road beyond that, the executive, it's even more uncertain. So I, I ask the question, can this economy survive? Looking at where our input cover is right now, and the last time the Bank of Ghana gave an update, we are still around uh, four weeks or so. And George, let me get George. George, if you can remember, the last um, monetary policy meeting, did the Bank of Ghana governor give us a sense of where we are with the import cover and how many I, I, I weeks? Think that, I think that in monetary terms, you'd be looking at almost six uh, billion dollars. That is the gross. The net, you're looking the at net. a little over two billion. Uh, I think two point eight billion. And Prof. And Prof. Will, will help me out. Maybe two point eight yeah. uh, billion dollars. Okay. That should uh, wrap up to uh, about um, maybe a little over two weeks or four weeks of import cover. I stand to be corrected, but in terms of net, you are looking at almost three billion. Yeah, and gross is somewhere around six billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, and, 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 let, let's work yeah. with the net. Let, the net, let the net is what the, the, the net, net is what you work with, and, about, and that that just over okay. two billion, if I remember very correctly. Yeah. But we have been there before, Evans. We, we've been there before. Somewhere 2014, yes. our international reserves on net basis could cover two weeks of import. Was, was two weeks of import cover. But, but then we got the IMF deal in. But, but let me ask that question, by the way, substantively. Dr. Chuechampon, so if that's where we are currently, with just over $2 billion, uh, net, you know, gross res, uh, net reserves, are we able to, to hold our own and not stray into the territory of Sri Lanka if we don't get the tranches coming in as quickly as possible? Um, I, I don't think we'll get to Sri Lanka. Uh, I think what might happen actually is if the, the deal delays and the first tranche of the funding is not released, uh, as Prof was saying, basically, look, the 2023 budget numbers 
don't make sense anymore. So we'll have to go back to Parliament and represent a new, um, you know, um, estimate. So we don't, the, the, the finance minister wouldn't have to wait until the media budget in July. I suspect that he will have to go back to Parliament between now and July, possibly sometime, you know, towards the end of the month with some revised budget numbers, but especially on the expenditure side, some deeper cuts on expenditure to compensate for the, the loss of revenue that we're likely to see. If you recall, just the last few days, even the port authorities are saying that their um, cargo volumes are down, right? Um, and, and the revenues then they're expecting are likely to, to be met. Against all of the, the headwinds, the inflation, the challenging business environment that um, uh, Propass has, has mentioned. So I, I think the clear pathway I see if the, the IMF deal delays would basically be the government, in this case the finance minister, going back to parliament and representing new budget numbers. But this time around with some much deeper um, cuts on the expenditure side of the equation. Prof? Yes, I, 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 I learned towards uh, Dr. Thieu's uh, position. Uh, but even already you can see that the, the delay is having impact. In fact, actually, you check the data. Budget execution, 2023 budget execution is very low. There's very little happening right now, right? So it looks like the whole economic activity is suspended. So, and part of that is also contributing to why the city is stable, right? Because there isn't enough movement. Because economic activity is about movement, goods, services, labor, and all of that. So once, and now Dr. Chiu, a champion, talked about there's a general slowdown in economic activity. You can see it from the ports. Okay, and all of that. So, and, and in terms of even investment, okay, expansion, everybody is adopting the attitude of let's wait and see, right? And, and, and what will happen? So, I think that it, it, it and, and look, let me say this I think that the delay will have more to do with how the West approaches this matter rather more than China being, being, being used more or less as a scapegoat here. That is what I think. And I think that the IMF must have a plan B, okay, because why? Ghana is a member country of the IMF, okay? And, and, and in this hard time, this is where the IMF has to demonstrate their commitment to vulnerable countries like, like Ghana. And especially, why, why am I saying so? Ghana's indebtedness to China is not in the same category like, the, like Zambia yeah. and, and all of that. And therefore, the, the over-reliance on the global geopolitics to more or less make China look like a bad lender on the continent may actually affect more vulnerable countries like Ghana and the others than it will actually affect China. So I think that we need to get that clear. And we need to send a strong message to the IMF and their Western allies that Ghana needed the program and we needed it like yesterday. We've had enough of the geopolitics, the geoeconomic fragmentation, and how they want this to play out and all of that. But I think enough of that now. Yeah, but, 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 but on, on, on the IMF subject, I mean, the IMF chief executive has always been saying, even just before this, said again that, you know, they should hurry up and give Gav Ghana. You think that's lip service? 
Yeah, but they could do more. What am I saying? So look. If you need mulch, we've got you covered at the Home Depot, where you can get three bags of Vigoro Premium Wood Mulch for only $10. Protecting your plants? Mulch. Accenting your landscaping? Mulch. Stabilizing moisture levels and guarding your garden? Mulch. Mulch. Protect your yard and bring on spring with black, red, and brown Vigoro Premium Wood Mulch at a new lower price of three bags for $10. Right now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Valid March 5th through May 17th in store only. Color selection varies by store. Limit 60 bags per customer while supplies last. Evans, look at the whole story. When it was in the case of the domestic debt exchange, the IMF said that they don't play a role in how a country restructures their debts. But now they are playing a stronger facilitating role and urging others to come on board, right? So, and I think that the Paris club creditors are more than enough to close the funding gap for Ghana. That is just the point that I'm making. Okay. Look at how much they've approved for Ukraine, okay, and other countries. I mean, how much is Ghana looking for? But, of course, Ghana is also not helping itself, right? So, the, 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 that is how I see it. In yeah. as much as I want China to come on board, I think that the IMF should look at this uh, together with Paris club creditors because already Ghana is playing out overly and openly in line with, in terms of the geopolitics, in line with, with the West. Yeah, in line okay. with the West. So if you've gone to, 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 to appeal to Caesar, you must go to Caesar. Absolutely. Uh, George, I understand that you have some information uh, to share as far so, as what so, government so, is doing. So, I mean, the, at part of the IMF meetings, there's also what they call the, the Parliamentary Global Forum, and we have uh, the chairman of uh, Parliament uh, Finance Committee, and also Adongo is a member. And when, when we're interacting with uh, the chairman of the Finance Committee, he made a very critical point that there are concerns about these revenue measures and taxes as well. And if indeed, as time goes on and we don't get what we're looking for, then maybe government itself might have to look at a situation where it has to adjust its expenditure to match with the declining revenues. So you're seeing that, that signal that maybe they have to take some tough measures if the revenues are not going to come because of the current challenge of revenue. Just like what Professor Popkin said, growth is slowing. The IMF is projecting 1.6, World Bank is 1.8. That will have implications for your fiscal targets and revenue as well. And it means that yeah. you have to do something now than to wait for a media budget review to go and adjust the numbers, events. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, all of you. I mean, it's a lot of food for thought. And George, by the way, just before you go, anything planned? Well, do you have any, uh, what's, what's your, you know, insight into what may be happening subsequently after this, today's uh, March-reported uh, meeting with the uh, Paris Club? I think that behind the scenes, you get this thing that the fund and all the other partners are willing to help. So we all be looking forward to that statement coming up. But on government's part, they, are, they remain resolute to ensure that they close all the gaps whilst they are in Washington, D.C. So that after the spring meeting, the rest will be just be ticking the box so that they can go to the board. Uh, just like what Prof might be saying, possibly in, in May uh, next month to get the board approved. Ghana's program. But we'll be looking forward to that uh, Paris Club statement and the content and what they'll say about China. Thank you, George. Thank you, uh, Dr. Choi Champon. Thank you, Professor Bokpeng, as well, uh, for joining us here on PMS. We'll keep an eye on the uh, spring meetings. Uh, hopefully, this statement that uh, we've all been talking about, you heard George talk about, uh, may come out and may be positive, uh, paving the way for the executive board approval. But as we've learned tonight, even executive board approval is not the end in itself, as Zambia has found out quite bitterly. Enjoy the rest of your evening.